0: We'll hear argument now on number 99, 699, Boy Scouts of America and Monmouth Council versus James Dale. Mr. Davidson.
1: Mr. Chief Justice, and may it please the Court, this case is about the freedom of a voluntary association to to choose its own leaders. The New Jersey Supreme Court has held that the state, and not Boy Scouting, may decide who will wear the Scout leader's uniform and act as a role model of Scouting's values for a group of 10 to 15 boys in a scout troop. Far from a business networking organization, Boy Scouting is so closely identified with traditional moral moral values that the phrase, he's a real Boy Scout, has entered the language.
2: Do we take this case as one in which Dale was terminated because of the reasonable likelihood that he would use his position to advocate for his cause?
1: Uh, Your Honor, uh, Mr. Dale had created a reputation for himself by the newspaper article which appeared. It's a reputation which would have uh, carried into the troop meeting and affected his ability to be a role model to, to the youth in his, uh, in his troop.
2: So if it were uh, simply um, called uh, call to the scouts' attention that uh, as he was a very private person, uh, but uh, had said to his family that he was a homosexual, that he could still be terminated?
1: Well, as Mr. Dale um, uh, alleges in his complaint and reaffirmed in his summary judgment affidavit, uh, scouting does not uh, investigate the um, uh, sexual orientation of uh, applicants and and, uh, only excludes those that are open about their sexual orientation. The cases we have had have been people that have been in the, the newspaper, have written a letter for Boy Scouts, were recruited as testers by ACT UP and that sort of thing. So the case, Your Honor, is posited we haven't seen.
2: Well, what, 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 what is the position of the Scouts in the case that I have posited?
1: Well, uh, I, would be able, I would be prepared to defend any decision they might make in that situation. I think that's their right uh, under the Constitution. And, and, that and a-
2: is that on the grounds that from his status a certain amount of advocacy is likely? That's, that's what I'm trying to get at.
1: Well, Boy Scouts is concerned about two things: um, uh, um, expression and conduct inconsistent with the oath and law. Boy Scouts is not concerned about status.
3: Well, if a if a Boy Scout, um, well, it, let's just keep it a troop leader so now. If a troop leader simply said to other officials, not to the newspapers, uh, not in any public forum anywhere, "I am a homosexual," uh, would would he be excluded from his leadership position for that alone?
1: If um, the whoever heard whatever statement was made uh, learned that the person in, intended to engage in homosexual conduct felt that that was an appropriate. Well, but that lifestyle. wasn't
3: my that wasn't my question. I mean, you, you may want to elaborate on that. But if he simply says I am <clears throat> I am a homosexual, would, would he be excluded from the leadership position for that?
1: As as I I said in response to Justice Kennedy's question, that that precise question hasn't come up. I believe that there would be the right to do that.
4: But you're defending an expressive um, policy, and that's one of the things that's confusing. Are you saying the policy is don't ask, don't tell? Or is the policy, if you are gay, you are not welcome in the Boy Scouts? Which is it?
1: The policy is not to inquire. The policy is to um, exclude those who are open. That's alleged in the complaint. It's not put an issue in the case. That's what Mr.
5: Uh, well, where do we look though to determine what the policy is? Because it is a little confusing. And let me add another question to the mix, and maybe you can clarify for us where we look. Uh, what about the heterosexual scout leader? who openly espouses the view that homosexuality is consistent with scout law and oath and that it's not immoral. If now, what about that person? And where do we look to see what the Boy Scout position is on
1: these things? If that person were to uh, advocate uh, that position through scouting channels in an effort to change policy, that would be permissible. As the record indicates in Mr. Bishop's affidavit and Mr. Kay's um, uh, testimony, um, if such a person uh, were to advocate th- the morality of homosexual contact, uh, conduct to youth in the program, that person would be excluded. Uh, and indeed, uh, one of uh, uh, Mr. Dale's uh, affiance was excluded on, on that.
0: Well, I, I take it from what you're saying that and that perhaps the Scouts have not adopted a comprehensive policy covering every single conceivable situation that might come up?
1: Mr. Chief Justice, the Scouts have uh, general moral principles in the, uh, uh, in the morally straight and clean requirements of the oath and law and they have to be interpreted by scout leaders in situations as they have come up. And certainly in the case of those uh, who have, 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 uh, Mr. Dale has alleged, are openly homosexual, are are not permitted to be scout leaders in furtherance of uh, the the efforts to uh, uh, pursue those uh, moral values in youth.
2: So, So you want us to decide this case without reference to the likelihood of any public advocacy? That's just not necessary uh, for us to address when we decide this case in your well,
1: Certainly not in, in Mr. Dale's case, who um, uh, who, who has really uh, um, uh, constantly reiterated his uh, intention and desire to be open and has uh, uh, has had uh, considerable media attention both before the case was filed and subsequently. But you,
2: but you don't find that a necessary predicate for your case here. That's all I'm trying to ask.
1: I'm, I'm saying that the, that the First Amendment would protect uh, the application of, uh, of uh, exclusion of other people in other circumstances, but they're not presented here today. And w- w- when you,
6: I'm not sure what we're talking about when we say exclusion of people who are, who are not openly uh, homosexual. I mean, uh, w- w- what if someone uh, is homosexual in the, in the sense of having a, a, um, uh, a sexual orientation in that direction but does not engage in any homosexual uh, conduct?
1: Well, if that person also were to take the view that, engaged, that the reason they didn't engage in that conduct would be morally wrong, and that's right. the view that would be uh, communicated to youth, uh, that case has not come up, but it's my understanding of the policy that that person would not be excluded.
4: But somebody who was homosexual and celibate, but who who said, in my view, it isn't morally wrong, would such a person be excluded?
1: Um, uh, Justice Ginsburg, I'm not sure I got the knots right in that question, but if somebody said it was morally wrong and that they didn't engage in it but did have homosexual inclinations, I believe that that person would be eligible for leadership, as I understand the policy.
4: So so then you're saying it's not the status of being gay or being candid about who you are.
1: It, it, it's, the, 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 it, it's about the message that would go to youth in the program. The youth, the, the, in accordance with a desire to... Well,
4: I, I'm so, I just, I, I don't understand what is the Boy Scouts' policy, and I think we've all asked about that. Is it, it I, I took it from one of your answers that it is don't ask, don't tell. and uh, Am I wrong about that?
1: The, the practice is not to inquire into the, the sexual orientation of leaders. The policy derives out of the morally straight and clean requirements of the law. Uh, There's formal position statements in the record attached to Mr. Rowley's affidavit that scouting regards homosexual conduct, regards homosexual conduct as immoral, and for that reason does not appoint openly homosexual persons in the role model position of scoutmaster.
4: Does that go for cohabitors also? I'm I'm sorry. People who live together heterosexual unions but not blessed by marriage
1: well there are certainly um, uh, adulterers or other people that have engaged in heterosexual uh, behavior which Boy Scouts is not regarded as morally straight have been excluded
4: I, I don't mean um, just the incidence of living together before marriage is not so uncommon these days I, I didn't refer to an adulterer two people right. who live together where they're not married.
1: Uh, I I know of no particular uh, instances of of application of the policy in that connection. I was just trying to give a a more general answer that that heterosexual conduct, which is not regarded as morally straight, has resulted in in determination of leadership positions or not welcoming someone into leadership in the first place.
3: Is is it fair to say, then, that anyone who is openly homosexual and whose, whose admission or profession of that fact uh would be likely to come to the attention of the of the boy scouts themselves would be excluded
1: um that's correct your honor the the uh, the boys be are ho- openly
6: homosexual in the sense of practicing homosexuality
1: well be, being openly homosexual uh in uh, communicates the concept that this is, this is okay. This is a, an, an all-right lifestyle to pursue. Whether the, absent some uh, further statement that it would be immoral to act on the impulses, in, 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 the, in the culture in which these statements are made, we talk about coming out. We don't talk about coming out as Canadian or heterosexual or anything else. This is a uh, a, uh, a, 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 a statement fraught with, with moral meaning.
3: Is it, and I take it, I, this, we may have touched on this, but I take it, that the position that you've just described is not stated anywhere in a Boy Scout manual or even a troop leader manual. This is, in effect, sort of Boy Scout common law. It's, It's determined by the council, and the council makes individual decisions, and that's the way the policy is expressed. Is that correct?
1: Well, uh, the the record shows, although the actual article is not in the record, that um, in the magazine sent to all adult Scouters in, in 1992, there was an article about the policy. So it's not a, a stealth policy. But the general principle of, of morally straight is uh, is really uh, very very widely known in the Scouting movement. No, so the, the general to
3: principle it. is, but this particular application of the of the Scouts' view of the principle, I take it, is is not stated in. In any official manual, either the, the handbook for boys that the that the scouts get, or or a troop leader's uh, manual, is that right?
1: Well, in Mr. Dale's uh, uh, 1972 Scoutmaster's Handbook, there is a reference in dealing with uh, incidents of, of sexual activity. Uh that might occur in a, in a troop uh, that speaks dis- disapprovingly of, of homosexual conduct, but there's not a, right. a formal policy statement in the, in the troop um, in either of those uh, uh, publications, nor is there anything about adultery or any other of a number of other. I, I uh, take
3: it you've just yes. touched on something that I think, again, I think I understand your position, but I want to be clear. I understand that the Scout's position on this does not in any way depend on a judgment that Mr. Dale uh, presents or would present an undue risk of homosexual conduct with the the, the scouts in his troop. Is that correct? It's not a fear of conduct.
1: Uh, 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 Absolutely uh, not, uh, Your Honor. In in fact, uh, the the, the, the issue of... um of uh, possible sexual abuse is one that's very important to scouts. Every uh, scout handbook and uh, scoutmaster handbook comes with an insert which is at, uh, um, uh, in the record at uh, 2248, which do- talks about uh, sexual abuse at some length and never mentions the word homosexual. In fact, it, it, uh, uh, the only thing it says about um, gender is that there's a, a rising incidence of, uh, of uh, abuse by female adults.
5: But that's not at issue here.
1: That, that's it's not, not
5: alleged, and that's not not, the not basis alleged. Of, it's
1: not the basis of the policy All right. In now, any way.
5: clarify for me, because I, I, it is not clear to me yet. A heterosexual male adult who wants to be a scout leader who openly espouses the view that homosexuality is not immoral and that it is consistent with scout law and oath? Is that person qualified for membership as a troop leader?
1: That, that person could take that position in scouting's councils to urge that a change be made. But if that, unless that p- 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 person were willing to uh, and if that person were to take that position to the youth in the program and urge it on the youth in the program, that person would, would not be able to continue as a scout leader, and that's why Mr. Rice was... Uh, it, how about
2: if he alleged it in the community? If, if, one moment. Just, how, how about if he just made speeches about this in the community as a whole?
1: Well, I, I think this is, this is a, a, a situation which, if it, if it would be likely to come to the attention of the youth in the program, it would be open to right. scouts to terminate that person's membership. I, I, know, I can't cite a case where that's happened. But
7: Did anything happen here other than what's in the complaint, which I take it was that Mr. Dale, sometime in the past, was a member of the Gay Alliance at a university, gave some seminars, was interviewed then, and it was in the newspaper. Then he received the letter of termination. Right.
1: He was then and there the co-president of the Rutgers right. the Gay yes. Lesbian
7: Group. But there is nothing other than that. And when you use the word open, that's what open refers to, is talking to the newspaper reporter about his previous membership in the Gay Alliance.
1: No, no. He was then a member of the Gay Alliance at the time he was- you know,
7: uh, yeah, yeah. You, Are we thinking of the same thing? Oh, I'm sorry. Thinking of a- of a seminar that he was at, and there was a newspaper article about it. Is that right? Which is in that, the complaint.
1: That's correct. That's and that's it.
7: On the basis of that, that he's terminated, and we use the word "open." You're referring to that, right? All right. And now, if a similar person had said every word exactly the same, but he was not gay, and it was, uh, would he be terminated?
1: Well, it would be open to scouts to make that determination, and it's also open to scouts to of make Of course, determ- it's always
7: open to the scouts to decide whom they're going to hire and not. I mean, what I'm saying is, is there a policy that it would be identical were that person not gay? Everything's the same, newspaper article, etc. Uh, it just happens that the person being heterosexual says, and I think it's great. I think it's fine. Okay, that's all. He did that at college would the Scouts terminate?
1: I I have no uh, information as to how that situation would be resolved. I I would observe that uh, it would be open to the Scouts to conclude that somebody who is himself presenting a personal example uh, as well as advocating might be uh, uh, more unacceptable than somebody who is merely advocating.
2: I want you to proceed with the rest of your argument. But in answer to Justice Souter's question uh, as as to what documents, what about the 1978 memorandum, I think it was, that's quoted in the California Supreme Court case, which is a uh, question-and-answer format in which a a high executive of the scouts, I had thought, uh, indicates that – homosexuality and its, its troop leaders is incompatible with scouting. You, you didn't give that in your answer to Justice Souter and well, to that, that was a rather that, strong statement. I, there, are,
1: there are several position statements of which that's the first uh, to, the, to the effect that, um, uh, that, uh, um, <clears throat> that scouting does not appoint uh, um, avowedly homosexual leaders. Uh, whether the word validly is used in each statement or not, the, the policy is not to ask. So it only comes up when a uh, person is wearing it on their sleeve. But um, five years ago, um, uh, we came to this Court in, in Am- amicus curiae brief in the Hurley case, uh, to, uh, to catalog the numerous public accommodations cases that were being brought around against the Scouts around the country. In the case we bring here today uh, we submit is a stronger case than Hurley in several respects. In Hurley there was uh, no readily apparent parade, uh, message in the parade. Uh, here we have a, uh, a moral code which has been recited in unison at virtually every meeting by all the uh, uh, adults and uh, boys in the program since 1910, in which they promise to be morally straight and clean in thought, word, and deed.
8: May I ask right there, is, is it the position that a person who is a homosexual, engages in homosexual conduct, cannot fit that definition? Um, that's correct, Your Honor. Um,
5: May I ask also whether it makes any difference in the balance that the Court strikes that the Scouts are a federally chartered institution and that government entities such as schools and fire departments and police departments and so on, sponsor troop units. Does that make a difference, particularly if the governmental unit itself takes the position that uh, it would disagree with this uh, determination?
1: The boys. Uh, let me uh, um, answer both of those uh, questions in order. As to the Federal Charter, virtually, uh, every, uh, uh, every everything conducted in the corporate form is necessarily chartered by a government entity, and as this Court uh, said in the, in the uh, Gay Olympic Games case, San Francisco Arts and Athletics, uh, that doesn't deprive a corporation of its private character. Uh, with respect to, to uh, government sponsorship, Uh, Everybody who sponsors a scout troop uh, signs on to follow uh, uh, scouting's uh, values and procedures. If, for political or legal reasons, uh, they shouldn't be doing that, um, their their remedy is to not continue to to, to support scouting. Well, I
2: I must say I I found it somewhat difficult uh, to assess the relevance of this web of relations that the Boy Scouts have in New Jersey with schools and fire departments. I'm, I'm puzzled about what weight if any, to give to that. If you prevail uh, on your First Amendment argument here, and and, and you prevail in this case, uh, do you think the schools and the fire departments, A, would be permitted or B, required under New Jersey law to sever their relations with the scouts?
1: Well, with respect to the, um, the... you know, we, we, have, we have governments, you know, begging the scouting to go into Cabrini Green housing projects and uh, to have cub packs at women's prisons. Uh, but, um, scouting itself has pulled back, uh, considerably from government, taking the explorer, the, the career awareness exploring program back. Uh, and making it a non-membership activity, which doesn't involve oaths or membership or anything like that, so that many police and fire departments are no longer sponsoring scouting units because that's been moved over to Learning for Life. Um, What? but I'm not sure if your honor's question was based on as a matter of New Jersey law or a matter of constitutional law.
2: Well, I, 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 no one is, is thinks that or has suggested that this makes you a state actor, so I think the Fourteenth Amendment is out. But just as a matter of New Jersey law, it would seem to me that the schools and the fire departments, uh, to comply with the New Jersey as interpreted by the Supreme Court, would have to sever the relation. Am well, I wrong? Uh, um, um,
1: Justice Kennedy, that may well be. And, um, uh, are,
6: are they places of public accommodation? I, I don't know. I, 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 if, if, if you
1: Justice Scalia, Kansas has held that a school is not a place of public accommodation, but there's authority in other states the other way. I don't know of any New Jersey authorities.
6: Anyway, your point is if, uh, if government uh, uh, giving any assistance to the, to the scouts is a problem, you'd rather uh, no thank you, not have the assistance, than, than, than have to change your, your policies.
1: Right. The, the Scouts have said many times that their policies are not for sale, and if it uh, costs the sponsorship, well, that's so it.
8: May I ask one follow-up question one I asked before? If homosexual conduct violates the, the Scout Code, being straight and so why is it relevant that the, whether the man is open or not?
1: Well, in two respects. First, if nobody knows about it, it doesn't become an issue. Um, but assume the scouts find out about a person, but he
8: hasn't, right. uh, he just unwillingly unwin- let them find out, not intending to.
1: If, if it becomes known to the scouts, the person would not be an appropriate role model and presumably would not uh, be permitted to continue.
8: So, so, the policy is not limited to open gates, it's limited to all people who are.
1: Open. It's, a, it's a known or avowed. No, in, in practice, it, is avowed, it has been avowed and rather publicly. Am, my avowed.
8: case is the one where it's found out against the wishes of the person who wanted to keep it secret and wanted not to let the boys in the scout, uh, scout troop know about it. But the, but the administration finds out about it. As I understand your position, he would be treated just like this
1: man. Right. The the, the 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 right is a, that of scouting to pres- to choose the moral leaders it wants for the uh, children in the program.
4: But th- there were some briefs that suggested that that Boy Scout troops who had taken the position not simply inside Boy Scout councils, but openly, that they welcomed. Scout leaders, without regard to sexual orientation. The chapters, uh, the troops had been open about that, and yet their charters hadn't been revoked. Is that so? Um,
1: there's a, uh, some reference to Troop 260 in one of the affidavits in the, um, uh, in the joint appendix. So we, we should have but did not put in um, an affidavit uh, in response to that. Um, from Grant Robinson, the, the scout executive in the area where that troop was involved, indicating that the troop uh, did agree to follow the policy, uh, in, uh, so as to be rechartered. Uh, that um, Robinson affidavit can be found at uh, 4760 of, of the record. I had, uh so,
4: so you 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 are saying that it that. A troop could um, only within the Boy Scouts' own councils, n- not in discussion with the, the young members of the troops and not to the general public.
1: That, that's correct, Justice Ginsburg. You don't ask.
7: You don't ask. I mean, if, if it never comes out, you don't make any effort to find out. Is that right?
1: That's correct, Mr. All right.
7: How are we supposed to know? And this is genuinely bothering me. I don't, how are we supposed to know whether the basic principle that the Scouts is operating on is, is uh, 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 thinking that this is very, very bad conduct or simply being quite concerned about public reaction? I mean, if it were very, very bad conduct, it's surprising you don't look into it. But if it's what you're concerned about is public reaction, it all makes quite a lot of sense.
6: Do you ask, Mr. Davidson, if scouts uh, or, or proposed scout leaders uh, are adulterers? Is that one of the questions?
1: No, no. Do you justice ask if clear. they're axe murderers? No, Justice Scalia. There, 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 there are a lot
6: of things you don't want them to be that My you don't basic question about,
7: is, is, how do I know, how do we supposed to find out whether the policy reflects very great concern about conduct or reflects very great concern about public reaction. That was my question. And how do do we decide the mix of that?
1: Well, I'm I'm not sure, as a matter of First Amendment law, that uh, one might uh, decide for public reaction reasons to have a certain policy. I'm I'm not sure of the legal relevance of that.
7: That was uh, was something I was going to figure out later.
1: <laughs> but, um,
7: and I'm in, though but, I'm interested in your view. If you, if you think
1: but it. there's there's been no uh, evidence that would raise any uh, uh, question of fact on, on that issue. Uh, the, there's open no, no question that the, the, the statements, uh, the position statements, aren't authentic and were weren't uh, issued by who they said they were issued by. There's simply no basis for uh, any any such uh, any such conclusion.
3: Mr. Davidson, let me let me tell you one of the problems that that I've got under the expressive association claim, uh, and that is in weighing the strength of your interest as a, in, under the First Amendment as against the the state's claimed interest, if we get to that point. And it's quite true, as as, as you've made it plain, and Justice Scalia's question made plain, that. The, the official publications, the, the things that we immediately look to, the handbook, the, the material that's routinely given to scoutmasters, does not expressly address this problem, and it does not expressly address the problem of axe murders or adulterers and so on. But we're at a point where this has become a fairly serious issue for the scouts. You've had a lot of litigation on it, uh, and, and here you are in the Supreme Court of the United States. And shouldn't we, or sh- maybe we shouldn't, uh, find some significance in the fact that the Scouts have not officially addressed this in, in any of their publications and taken an explicit stand in the, in the, the various manuals that it puts out? Is, is that something that we should fairly consider in waiting the, the, the Scouts' expressive interest on this point?
1: Justice Souter, this issue came up in one case in 1981, the current case. It never came up again for 10 years until Mr. Dale sued in 1992. Um, There is is no obligation to talk about every uh, single application of the morally straight policy in in every manual to enjoy First Amendment protection. Every single scout leader in 1992 read about this in a magazine article sent to them by Boy Scouts of America. This is a a far stronger case than Hurley in terms of of the message that Scouting is sending as compared to the parade leaders. Indeed, this is a a case uh, Well, uh, except
3: that, I I mean, I I ask the question in terms of the expressive association claim. The the, the problem in in simply uh, drawing a parallel to Hurley is that we're not at the point where anyone is, is using the Boy Scouts or proposing to use the Boy Scouts for expression mr um the mr dale does not in effect, asked to carry a banner, uh, he's saying, I'm not going to carry a banner. I'm not going to get into it. So, so there's a little difficulty with the Hurley analogy.
1: Uh, Justice Souter, he put a banner around his neck when he put, got himself into the newspaper and scout leaders throughout Monmouth Council sent the article into headquarters. He created a reputation. This is a place he goes once a week, a camping trip once a month, summer camp for a week. These are people that see him all the time. He can't take that banner off. He put it on himself. And, indeed, he has, he has continued to put it on himself, including this week's Time magazine, the Out 100, uh, the New York but Times. In effect,
3: but I, I understand what you're saying, but you're saying he has created a kind of public persona for himself and, therefore, simply for him to be in the Scouts in that position does carry a message. And I understand that, but that's different from
1: Hurley. Well, it, it's as if in, in, uh, in uh uh, the, the glib marchers sought to put on the uniform of the South Boston uh, War Veterans Council. It, it requires Boy a, a Scouting to identify with, the, with that message that Mr. Dale has created. Mr. Chief Justice, uh, I would like to uh, reserve a, a bit of very, time for rebuttal. Very well.
0: Very well. Uh, Mr. Wolfson, we'll hear from you.
9: <laughs> Mr. Chief Justice, and may it please the Court. The State of New Jersey has a neutral civil rights law of general applicability that is aimed at discriminatory practices, not expression. The law protects gay and non-gay people within New Jersey against discrimination based on their sexual orientation. Although it is one of the least private public accommodations in the country, BSA is here today asking this Court to specially excuse it from compliance with that content neutral. Mr.
5: Wolfson, I suppose, literally, the policy of New Jersey would require the Boy Scouts to admit girls as well. I mean, that's a status uh, based on... The sex of the uh, young woman, and presumably your position would be they'd have to take girls as well.
9: Actually, that would not follow, Justice O'Connor, Why not? for several reasons. First of all, because Isn't that a status? The New Jersey law itself, Your Honor, specifically creates an exemption for those public accommodations that are reasonably restricted in the statute's words to, this, to single sex. And, therefore, the statute itself recognizes that there may be instances in which an organization that is nevertheless a public accommodation does not uh, fall within the sex prescription uh, otherwise in the statute.
3: but if we accept your position and New Jersey changes its law, if New Jersey drops its exemption, then I take it, as Justice O'Connor suggested, it would follow that the Boy Scouts would
9: have to admit girls. Well, in that unlikely event, justice suitor that they were to actually drop this exception, which clearly is embedded in the law, that would, it still would not follow. And this Court certainly need not reach that decision here today because even were an organization under that public accommodations obligation, they would nevertheless then be able to make a First Amendment argument with regard to the burden on their expressive purposes and their ability to deliver their message. And that would be the case that would then be before the Court on whatever record exists there. Well, they don't have
3: an anti-girl message, do they?
9: No, Your Honor, they do not, and and they do not,
3: and in fact... And they're saying that they they do have, however they may have expressed it, they do have an anti-homosexual expression message. So I suppose in the case of the girl who wanted to be admitted, their position would be weaker
9: than it is here well actually your honor there's far more in the record with regard to boy scouts self identity and purposes and concepts and perhaps their pedag- 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 excuse me pedagogical approach et cetera, that relates to boys beginning with the name of the organization right on than there is in this record at all with regard to any effort to convey the asserted implicit view on homosexuality that is several questions of the court indicated but this is, is, is not this
4: you are relying on cases that involved exclusion of women. And there's a certain irony in in that you, you're relying on J.C.'s case and the Rotary case. And this statute of New Jersey does include sex as well as sexual orientation. And I, I don't even think New Jersey has said that the exception would cover such an organization. You're speculating that it might. But did. Is the best that you could come up with that the, the Boy Scouts have an expressive policy uh, against um, I don't I don't know
9: what. I mean, what? Well, to answer. Your question, Justice Ginsburg. The best I can come up with, re- with regard to the admission of girls, is that obviously that question is not presented before this court. And the statute itself, and the legislature in enacting the statute, clearly intended to prescribe sex discrimination of the kind reflected in this court's precedent. Uh, acknowledged in this court's precedence with regard to JCs and others. Acknowledge that nevertheless there may be some programs and some institutions that are able to show a reasonable restriction to single sex. This court need not reach the question on this record. And I'm certainly not here to to defend any such exclusion. But this Court in ruling for Mr. Dale uh, would would be addressing the record here which shows an absence of any burden on Boy Scouts' ability to convey or express any message with regard to sexual orientation or homosexuality, which the record reflects, in fact, is not conveyed to youth members and is not conveyed to any adult member or sponsoring organization or Scoutmaster to communicate to the youth, and that is the much stronger record that supports our position well, what here.
5: about what about a, a gay or lesbian group that uh, takes the position that it does not want heterosexual members to participate or be admitted?
9: What the State of New Jersey- You would
5: presumably think that this law would prevent that
9: as well? If if that organization were a public accommodation, Your Honor, that had opened itself to all, that falls within the category of meeting those criteria, then then that's correct, Your Honor. What the statute prescribes, what New Jersey has prohibited, is identity-based discrimination.
5: Do you you think there's a difference at all in application of such a policy to commercial entities and groups as uh, as opposed to private membership groups? does that weigh in the balance at all? I mean, I can well understand how a public accommodation law should apply to commercial groups or even to groups such as J.C.'s, which essentially depend on a commercial nexus for its membership. Uh, should it apply, do you think, or should the weight we give it in, in the context of a First Amendment claim be the same for a purely private organization?
9: I have two answers to that, Justice O'Connor. The first is that this Court has never held that the State's important interest in eliminating discrimination, as Robert said, in, and in the political, economic, and cultural life and opportunities that present to people matter of great importance to people is limited to the commercial sphere. And there are good reasons why it should not be so limited. My second answer would be that, Your Honor, in, in in the J.C.'s case, as obviously you're aware, uh, talked about the importance of the significance when an association chooses its market. But in your opinion, and I think correctly brought beyond that, the choice of a market does not only refer to a choice to enter the commercial sphere.
0: Well, Mr. Wilson, uh,
9: uh, if we compare the
0: anti-discrimination laws that, such as New Jersey has an with the sort of 14th Amendment principles of equal protection, that, you know, we, we start out with people, kind of immutable characteristics, blacks, national origin, and then uh, presumably uh, homosexuals are not quite the same. Supposing we would get even further, one of the briefs says that the city of Boston includes in its prohibition against discrimination ex-convicts. Now, supposing New Jersey were to pass a law like that, At some point, the compelling state interest is is considerably dissipated, isn't it?
9: Well, first of all, we do not honor, Mr. Chief Justice, sorry, we do not argue, Mr. Chief Justice, that a compelling interest is required here. The first step in the analysis would be any burden on the specific expressive purposes of the organization seeking to exercise its burden of showing an exemption from the statute. And then the court, if if necessary, would proceed to weigh that against the state's interest, but those need not be compelling. But to specifically answer your question, Mr. Chief Justice, The determination as to what is entitled to strict scrutiny and in that meaning of the word compelling with regard to federal constitutional law is not the same compellingness or significance of interest that the Court would assess with regard to assessing the State's interests. Again, but wouldn't the
0: state's interest be weaker if we're talking about, say, ex-convicts being discriminated against than it would about blacks being discriminated against?
9: Well, as this Court has clearly acknowledged, for example, in the Romer case and in the Hurley case, where it talked about the legitimacy and, and, and appropriateness of state civil rights laws that include sexual orientation discrimination within the cluster of prohibited classifications. in well, Romer, that,
0: the court that, that doesn't really answer my question at all. I asked you if the state interest would be weaker if we were talking about ex convicts.
9: I think on this record it 's difficult to answer that question, your honour, but except that I would say that I think this court would look to factors like, for example, the history of discrimination that has disadvantaged people according to a particular classification, and every court people that is, certainly
6: haven 't liked ex cons for a long time,. <laughs> That's, that's correct, Your Honor. It's and, and a discreet, uh, discreet and disadvantaged minority. But your your answer minority. to
2: this line of questioning seems to uh, suppose a dichotomy between uh, an entity that's a public accommodation and an entity that has expressive rights. Surely there can be both.
9: Oh, absolutely, Your Honor, as the J.C.'s case and others recognize.
7: If, that, if that's so then, in your view, a Catholic organization has to admit Jews, a Jewish organization has to admit Catholics, uh, and and, uh, you can't have, I mean, there are many. The B'nai B'rith has to have, uh, or I mean, I don't know if they do or not, but, I mean, it it seems odd. That's that's your view of the constitutional law?
9: No, Your Honor. The first step that the Court... Uh, looks to is whether the organization is the kind of organization that qualifies as a public accommodation. We we
7: don't look to that.
9: No, that's correct. So so
7: if the State of New Jersey were to say our public accommodations law applies to Knights of Columbus, uh, uh, B'nai B'rith, every possible organization, if they were to
9: say to that, look, do that, what would we do as a matter of constitutional law? The constitutional question that would be before the court in that case, as in this case, is whether the organization has borne its heavy burden of winning an excuse from compliance with the law based on its ability to show, as the Roberts and other cases make clear, a specific expressive purpose that brings its members together that is being significantly burdened by the exercise. of
7: you suppose that it says this is basically a Jewish organization or this is basically a Catholic organization.
9: And well, well, it
7: is, suppose it is. Then then what?
9: Well, that may very well be the kind of criterion that would have taken it out Fine. of being a public. If that's
7: so, if that's what we're supposed to do, then how are we supposed to determine, in your opinion, whether or not the relationship of the anti gay to the Boy Scouts is or is not fundamental or core? In the, way that the, 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 in the way that I've just
9: described in respect to other organizations? Right. There are two ways that I would answer that question, Justice Breyer. The first is to say that the approach set forth in the Roberts trilogy and the cases in which these same kinds of claims have been assessed is that the Court looks first for that, ex- that specific expressive purpose that brings the members together, not simply the views uh, that some may happen to hold, And not simply a policy or a practice of discrimination. That's, of course, present in every case. That's why we're in litigation in the first place. The Court does a limited threshold inquiry, according to the Roberts line of cases, to Why
6: why doesn't that exist here? That's what I don't understand. I mean, is is there any doubt that one of the purposes of the Boy Scouts, if if not its primary purpose, is moral formation? The scout's oath and all that good stuff, isn't that what you say? And he's a Boy Scout, as you say. He's right.
9: That's correct, Your Honor. Okay, so
6: moral formation is. You you concede that. If
9: they, if and they, they
6: say, and I don't know why we have any any power to question it, if the leadership of the organization says so, that one of the elements of that moral formation is that they think that homosexuality is immoral. Now, how does that not make it an essential part of, of, of scouting's purpose then?
9: What New Jersey has prohibited, Justice Scalia, is identity-based discrimination in, its me- in the membership practices. It has not limited what Boy Scouts may say. It has not limited its ability to express whatever message it wishes to express. It has not limited its ability to require you, that you, members.
6: You think it does not limit the, the ability of the Boy Scouts to convey its message to require the Boy Scouts to have as a scoutmaster someone who embodies a contradiction of its message, whether the person wears a sign or not. But if the person is publicly known to be an embodiment of, the, of a contradiction of its moral message, how can that not di- dilute the message?
9: Assuming, arguendo for your question, that they have established that is such a message and such a purpose that they wish to convey, and I will assume that to answer your question, Justice Scalia. Nevertheless, a human being, such as Mr. Dale, is not speech. A human being is certainly not speech as to a view or as to a message other than perhaps the message, I am who I am, I am here. And this Court has taken I don't break- know
6: that our law requires that it be speech. I think our law simply prevents the State from diluting or, or imperiling the message that an organization wants to convey, whether the state does it by speech or whether the state does it by dropping a bomb. Uh, it seems to me that's what's going on here.
9: Well, no, what's going on here with respect, Justice Scalia, is that the BSA bears the obligation of showing that it needs a First Amendment shield to excuse it from this neutral law, content neutral law. Well,
2: well, you, well did you seem to assume in, in your answer, I think you assumed in your answer to Justice Scalia, Uh, that the Boy Scouts do have a moral message?
9: I I accepted that for the arguendo for the purposes of answering Justice Scalia's question. Who
2: is better qualified to determine the expressive purpose and the expressive content of the Boy Scouts' message, the Boy Scout or the New Jersey
9: courts? What this court would look to, as the New Jersey Supreme Court looks to, is the record as to what burden is placed on the organization's members' ability to deliver the specific expressive purpose for which they come together. That's what the right protects. Well,
0: are you you saying, uh, Mr. Wilson, that it has to be a a definite expressive purpose? I mean, supposing you have some of the uh, kinds of organizations that Justice Breyer hypothesized. We're a Catholic organization, and we just feel much more comfortable with Catholics, and we do Catholic work, or a Jewish organization. Now, the, they, don't, they don't have any great message of uh, a substantive message. Uh, can they be required under, if, if a public accommodations law, such as New Jersey's, is construed as broadly as New Jersey's, to take on non-Catholics or non-Jews?
9: Well, with respect, Your Honor, I don't believe that that's how the public accommodations law would be interpreted with regard to those organizations. But accepting that arguendo, the, the question before the Court would be, is there a specific expressive purpose of those organizations that is impaired or infringed, warrants, so, and, and And if I may, I just Well, but
0: uh, let's, let's get away for a moment, because my question was intended to direct you away from freedom of speech to freedom of association, yes. which is also guaranteed by the First
9: Amendment. That's correct, Your Honor, as an instrumental right in furtherance of the expression of the members. Well, well,
0: now, I I don't, what's your authority for saying that freedom of association is simply an instrumental right to further expression of the members?
9: That was the statement of this Court in J.C.'s, for example, Your Honor. This Court has declined, Mr. Chief Justice, to recognize some kind of free-floating of freedom to disassociation that can be exercised in the absence of some kind of expressive purpose as a defense against civil rights laws, for that would that would swallow civil rights laws. And that's what this Court held in the J.C.'s case. Well, and Of others. course,
2: I'm, I'm not sure that the Scouts have, have uh, made their principal arguments the right of intimate association. They're arguing the right of expression.
9: I, I'm sorry, I meant to say expressive and, and, association. I in
2: almost all of your answers, it, it seems to me that you say once there is a public accommodation, that right of expression uh, is it, it, somehow secondary or somehow must be subordinated. You simply cannot find that proposition in our case. I,
9: I totally agree, Justice Kenney. I'm certainly not arguing that at all. What I'm saying is that this Court has held that the, the creation and implementation of public accommodations laws, fulfilling those important interests, is a legitimate and important exercise of the state's power. They, and And what is it? And what is at issue here, Justice Kennedy, then is has this organization shown that for its First Amendment expressive purposes, there is a burden on its ability to convey its messages warranting excusal from that law. Of course, the First Amendment would trump the public accommodations law in such a setting. But but this Court has made it very clear that it will not simply allow the the mere statement we don't want to comply with the civil rights law to be the the exception that defeats the civil rights law.
3: All right, let's assume then that the Boy Scouts tomorrow morning take formal steps to amend all of their official statements of of objective. And and they say in the Boy Scout manual, the troop leaders' manuals, and so on, uh, that it is essential to our objective of moral decency that homosexual conduct not be permitted and that those who avowedly engage in it or believe indeed that it, it is appropriate uh, may not be members of
9: the organization. Would your case, on your view, then be different? It certainly would be a different case, Your Honor. To ask that hypothetical gives an example of But the of New Jersey thing.
3: law does not change. The New Jersey law, uh, in effect, uh, is, is, is saying that you may not make these kind of status-based determinations.
9: That's correct, Your Honor. But if I understood the hypothetical you were giving, there were two elements in it. Yeah. One was this... Establishment of the specific expressive okay. purpose that has, in fact, not been shown here. Yeah. With the additional point that the organisation is actually requiring that it be conveyed to members okay. and others.
3: Does the case then turn on the sort of the, the discussion that we were having with your brother a while ago on the sufficiency of the Boy Scouts' statement of its position uh, as, as essential to its message? Uh, does it does it turn then on how well they have made their their message known.
9: No, Justice Souter, although we do make that argument and, and make that point, and that is the threshold inquiry that the Roberts case and others have said this morning. May
4: important. I ask you just on that point, because it seems to me disturbing when this case went off on summary judgment and the fact that there were cross motions. If I move for summary judgment, I say, my case is so strong, I should get summary judgment. No trial is needed. But if I lose on that. It, it doesn't go that necessarily then judgment must be entered against me because I can say, I think this record is so clear that I win. But if it's not all that clear, then give me the chance to show that this is really what my policy is. And that didn't happen in this case, did it? I mean, there were the both sides were so sure of their positions, they moved for summary judgment. And so when you talk about, well, they didn't prove, I'm a little uneasy because there was no trial giving them that opportunity?
9: Well, I'm, I'm making two points, Your Honor. First of all, they did have an ample opportunity to put forth the millions of pages of documents. This is not an organization that's shy about publishing, as the Court has seen, and there's literally nothing there. But beyond that, Justice Ginsburg, this Court not even, need, not, need not even come to that point, and this is what I was starting to wanted to continue with with Justice Souter, which is that even were you to assume that they have the implicit moral view they say they have, what they have failed to show is that their expressive messages that their that their activities are burdened and that they and they further Well have to if, able to show. if
3: we assume that they make their message not implicit as you characterized it but explicit in the way that i suggested in my hypothetical uh, is, is there not then a message which would clearly be burdened, uh, by, uh, by having, uh, avowedly
9: homosexual people in leadership position? Then that would go to the point raised by Justice O'Connor's question quite a time, some time ago, and picked up by other members of his court, which is that they, in fact, permit, and the record is, is undisputed on this, non-gay members and non-gay sponsoring organizations, including the amici and others who participate Oh, and,
3: and that, that might be a very good argument in that eventuality, but I take it uh, that the, the fact of their having made the message explicit would, in, would entitle them to make a claim which you think they're not entitled to make here, and that is that they have a message which is quite clearly being burdened uh, by avowedly homosexual people in leadership positions. And your argument then would be, well, you're not consistent about objecting to the burden, but they would be able to make a burden argument which,
9: as I understand it, you think on this record is is illegitimate. Is that correct? It, it would be correct that they would then have a stronger showing of an expressive message, but that is only one piece of what they need to yeah, do.
3: Yeah, and, and, but doesn't it follow that if their message is clear... The burden upon the message by putting an, an avowedly homosexual person in a leadership position would be burdened in a way that they cannot, on your view, show uh, it would, a, a message would be burdened now. The two sort of go together. Make what, the message clearer, the burden becomes clearer. What too.
9: they still would have had. Well, that, that's, that's correct up as far as it goes, but it doesn't mean it shows the significant burden that then gets to the But it shows a
3: more significant burden than you believe they are entitled to be given credit for now.
9: That's correct. Okay. But, but this and Court it, should also. So if,
6: if it, this is the basis on which you prevail, what you will have succeeded in doing is, is uh, inducing the Boy Scouts of America to be more openly and avowedly opposed to homosexual conduct in all of its uh, publications. Is that, is, is that what this case is all about?
9: Actually, Justice Scalia, there is most likely a reason why they have not why they in fact concede in their own brief that they are not an anti-gay organization and they do not require members and sponsors and scoutmasters to inveigh against homosexuality or to teach anything about you sexual orientation. See? And the reason for that, Justice Scalia, is not so much that they're afraid of losing the gay people, It's that they are afraid of losing the non-gay people who, as Justice O'Connor's question pointed out, do not agree with this policy, whose charter is renewed year after year after year despite their not sharing this moral view or having disagreement over this because that's not why they come into scouting. I
6: think there's a distinction between being an anti-gay organization and having a policy of disapproving of homosexual conduct. You don't have to have, as your raison d'etre, to uh, you know, uh, oppose uh, homosexuality in order to believe that it is part of your moral code that that conduct is inappropriate, and that's the position that the Boy Scouts have taken.
9: But what this court reco- you you
6: insist that they go further and make that uh, make that a prominent part of their uh, of their promotion.
9: It's their burden, Justice Scalia to show that their specific expressive purposes, not simply views they hold implicitly, but the expressive purposes of conveying any such views are significantly burdened and then that those outweigh the state's interest in this neutral law.
7: How how, how do we do that? That is, I'm back to Justice Scalia's earlier question in the cheese. Maybe you've answered it. I'm not sure. I think we both agree that a basically Jewish or a basically Catholic organization Expression or not, maybe association, would be immune under the First Amendment. The uh, Nehbrith, Knights of Columbus, et cetera. I mean, you know. Uh, don't we agree about that?
9: They certainly draw on many other strands, free, ex- free exercise or, or other principles that but would. We do. We them agree well. that
7: those basically religious groups, religiously oriented groups, are don't have to admit people of the other religion.
9: Beginning with the exception in the statute and on, you're just you're saying that if
7: the church was a public accommodation; they could keep
8: out non-Catholics.
9: I'm sorry, Justice Gimmel?
8: You're saying that if a church were a public accommodation, I'm not suggesting a state would no. do that, but here we've got none, that the church could then deny admission to the church to non Catholics, the Catholic Church?
9: Well, in the unlikely event that it were a public accommodation, which it would not be, um, the, then what we also have operating with religion, and perhaps this goes to your question, Justice Breyer, is that that's addressing people on the basis of views. It's a basing, addressing people on the basis of message and expression. It is not the identity-based discrimination. My,
7: my question was but maybe we don't agree on the assumption that if there are some groups, say religiously oriented groups, that could keep out people of the other religion. Yes. But on the other hand, if you take these basic organizing principles and push them to the periphery so that now they're only a peripheral principle and you accept that, you could submerge all, all, pub, all uh, uh, civil rights laws. You said that at one point. In other words, if you take what is a basic principle and say the same law applies if it's just a secondary or tertiary or sort of peripheral principle, if we accept that as an excuse, there will be no civil rights laws left. Certainly. Fine. So I thought we were agreeing about those two things. And then I wanted to know what the Court is supposed to do to figure out when an association claims that a principle is very important, whether it is really central or whether it is one of these things that you call peripheral or tertiary that
9: would sub- submerge the civil rights laws. Are we supposed to? How are we supposed to find that out? With respect, Justice Breyer, I don't know that it turns on centrality so much as it turns on, in the words of the court in the press, in the Roberts trilogy, specific expressive purpose. And the things that this court would look to are, in the threshold inquiry, would look to, what does the record show with regard to the purposes that bring the members together? Who are the members? What are they saying? What are they stating? In the case here, we have the Amiki who clearly do not agree and who constitute a huge share, not to mention the public entities, of the sponsors and members and participants of this organization. But my further argument is that even were you to assume, arguendo, that they have this implicit moral view, what the record clearly shows here is that they do not require any scoutmaster or sponsoring entity or whatever to convey that to youth. And in that case, it's, it's, it's an easy determination for this Court to see that there's no burden on this conveying of, of expressive message, central, specific, or otherwise, because they themselves do not convey it. They themselves don't do it, and therefore the Mr.
4: Wilson, there seems to be some conflict on that point, because I, I, I believe... Um, Counsel for the Boy Scouts told us, he referred us to a page in the record, that that one troop, uh, its charter was was continued only when it agreed that it was going to have, adhere to this policy and that it wasn't going to advocate gays are okay.
9: But Mr. Dale is not here to advocate that he be allowed to advocate that gays are okay within scouting, nor does New Jersey tell the Boy Scouts what they can or can't say within scouting, nor does it tell them that they can't limit what is said within scouting. What it tells them is identity-based discrimination, the equation of a human being with forced speech or a speech or an assumed message is off the table.
3: But, of course, they're saying it's not merely identity-based uh, discrimination. They're saying it's advocacy-based, that by by making the public statements that he has made, he, in effect, has put himself in a position of, of being identified, understood by people as an advocate. And, therefore, if he is in a leadership position in the Scouts, by that very fact, he's going to carry sort of the the aura of the advocacy with him. Uh, how do you respond to
9: that? Well, in the specific case, Your Honor, Mr. Dale was expelled for taking part in a seminar outside of scouting in which he made no connection to scouting, in which he asserted a view that, his questions have indicated, had non-gay people asserted them, would have been perfectly fine and they would be entitled to remain in scouting. Well, your, your,
3: your uh, opposing counsel, I I think, gave us an example uh, of of non-gays who were taking that position uh, who were challenged by the Scouts and backed down. So I don't know whether the the, the differential treatment is as clear as, as
9: I thought when I came in here. What actually, actually, Justice Souter, the record is crystal clear with regard to all the amici, all the sponsoring organizations from the United Methodist Church to the Reformed Jewish groups to the public schools and others who make clear that their charter is renewed year after year despite their difference. In fact, they're not even knowing that this was part of the alleged expressive purpose that they were supposed to be Okay. Have they, they, do they Go ahead.
6: The, the, the sponsoring group is, is not the group that conducts the scouting activities.
9: Actually, Justice Scalia, it, it is indeed the group that conducts. What Boy Scouts does is franchise its program, that's its word, to the sponsoring entities who own and operate, scouting says, the scouting program.
0: Thank you, Mr. Wilson. Uh, Mr. Davidson will give you a minute. Uh, You don't actually have quite that much, but we'll be generous.
1: (laughs) Uh, Mr. Chief Justice, we've been in litigation on this precise issue for the last 19 years and five days. And I would just say this that you have to dissect each butterfly in order to classify it, there's not going to be many butterflies left. Thank you.
0: (laughs) The case is submitted.
1: The Honorable Court is now adjourned until Monday next at 10 o'clock.